welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. In today's episode, we talk with Grayson Toll, an artist who finds her inspiration from nature, and how her ability to tap into a childlike state feeds into her creativity. She also gets deep and vulnerable with us regarding her drinking, and what it was that helped her recognize it was starting to become an issue for her. She also shares how her life experiences have led her to art and how without those experiences, she would not be the successful artist she is today. So let's get started. Please welcome my guest, Grayson Toll. For our guest today, she is incredibly talented. Her, her work is vibrant and I can only imagine it's as vibrant as she is. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Grayson, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me, Lucretia. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to dive straight in. Where did you grow up? Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. On a, we call it a farm, but it's kind of, it was kind of a play farm with horses and goats out on Lake Wiley. Oh, wow. So a lot of free forest to roam in, and it was a really, really cool area to grow up in. That's awesome. So what was it like? Were, were you close with your family? Since you were in the country, were you always outside and in the woods and out with the animals? Yes, always outside. I'm the littlest sibling. I have two older sisters, or one older sister and one older brother, and we're very close growing up. Um, yeah, it was a unique little childhood experience because we were still in Charlotte, which is like a pretty urbanized area, but we were on the outskirts and we had total privacy in the woods and just it was a really special like I called it Terabithia ever since that movie came out it like reframed my experience out there and I was like this place is magical and there are fairies out here I love that (laughs) (laughs) I love spaces like that were you always Mm -hmm. artistic like when did you realize this was an interest of yours well I kind of got lucky because both my parents are in the ceramic industry. My mom owned a pottery studio called Dish It Out, and then my dad runs a ceramic distribution company, so they were always, like, I was always spending time in the studio, and art was kind of the focus of my parents' livelihood, so we were always in it and always doing it. We had a dedicated art room, so I feel like I was nourished a lot in the arts as a kid, but I felt, I always felt creative. And I always felt like art was my strong suit in school and at home. Like it was was always a place where I could, where I felt powerful as a kid. I love that. So you have this beautiful environment of art. You have this beautiful opportunity to be in nature. And you seem like through your Instagram posts that you have this this connection to nature. Is that just from growing up in it? Or what, what do you think draws you to nature? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, if I hadn't grown up on Lake Wiley where we, where we did with the goats and I don't know, I, I do think a child, my childhood played a big part into it, but I think that's, you know, where humans feel the happiest a lot of the times. Definitely don't, I prefer to be outside. I like camping and I, yeah, I don't, but honestly, I, I always draw everything back to the movie Bridge to Terabithia. Like, I don't think I realized how much of an impact that movie had on me till my adult years but looking back like that it started to change things in my imagination when I was like eight 
about the woods and like what the forest meant to me so still today that's I don't know it impacts the way that I view nature and the world around me that movie that's beautiful now where did the name Gerb come from Gerb so th this is my memory of this name you know what so not <laughs> that you would know but a bunch of little girls probably plan on running away or just children in general so me and my sister you know we had our bag with our compass and everything and we said when we get to the new town we needed new names her name's savannah and i'm like pretty sure we were going to call her subi and i'm grayson and, sh and i was going to be gerby and then the name just caught on and i that's what i think but it you know that could be wrong i have no <laughs> clue but everyone has always called me gerby or gerbina or like graby but then as it you know names change in flux so it slowly became Gerb, and yeah, everyone who loves me and knows me really well has always called me Gerb, and then when I was signing my paintings with GT, it just didn't feel right, Grace and Toll, and yeah, I just, I was like, I need to, I need to sign these Gerb, and it just made so much more sense, even though it was a little awkward at first, I was like, what is this? What is Gerb? Yeah. I still didn't really understand it. I love that. And I love the, the visualization of you and your sister with your little bags and a compass getting ready to run away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're ready for adventure. We did not know how to work a compass. <laughs> we did not know how to work a compass. We, and we also, we, we dug holes in the ground and hid canned food. <laughs> out near the lake and like and like spare outfits and it was so real and like we really would make it because we lived down a long driveway so we'd make it to the end of the driveway and they'd be like what are we doing we need to go back we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> the adventure <laughs> stopped at the end of the driveway right. <laughs> <laughs> the name stuck which i love <laughs> i love that too absolutely it was like an artistic pull telling you that's what it needed to be i yeah. love it that's beautiful yeah. no, so where did you go to college and why did you decide to pick that university i went to and i'm still there in grad school now uncw university of north carolina wilmington so this is actually my and it's over on the coast it's where i'm at now in wilmington it's my last semester of grad school oh congratulations yeah Thank you. It's been a long time coming. I've been in school like every year of my life since I was three in preschool. I don't even know what it's like to not have homework, but um, I went to UNCW, I don't know, because I got in and I also did three, I've been to three, I went to three undergrad universities and two of them were in Ireland. So I actually got deferred from this university and um, they had this program where you could go and go to their sister university in Dublin. So I did that like fresh out of high school when I was 18. And then um, that's where I ended up falling in love with the Irish guy that kind of prompted me to go back a few years later. I, I said I was going for the school, but really I was going back to see him. And you know, you can't make decisions based on other people. So one thing led to another and I needed to come back to the States, you know, and that's where everything kind of started art-wise for me was on my second trip back. Wow, that's 
Oh, it's a guy. But why not an Irish guy? That sounds that sounds like a great romantic com, you know, rom-com in the yeah. making. Right? It's really cute to look back on. Like just being 18 and like living abroad and my parents having full f trust and faith and they really wanted me to do it. Like they were pushing for that. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy looking back. Like I think about my life now and then like what I was doing 18 and 19 in Ireland. I'm like, wow, like, will I will I amount to that adventure again? Like, I, I just wonder, you know, was that my only time abroad or my only time kind of going in a different direction? But we'll see. You'll go back. <clears throat> You'll you'll have that opportunity. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to go back to Ireland, but I'd love to, you know, live abroad again. Wow, that's amazing. And I've heard anyone who speaks about having that opportunity to go abroad, never regrets mm -hmm. it, and they're always grateful that no. they went and embraced that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of. I don't know. I get a little sad thinking about it, but. I would never take it back. All those experiences and meeting him and going to that school was very valuable. It just feels so many years away. I mean, I'm only, I'm turning 24 in a week or two, but it, and I was 18 when I moved there, but it still feels like another life. Like it feels crazy to, to think about me living there, but it was only like four years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. And that's that's part of your story, and that's what helps shape you, and what help drives you, and gives yeah. you a life experience that other people who are not willing to go yeah. take that opportunity, I think they miss out. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Very grateful. I love it. Now, how did your art and your presence on Instagram start for you? Because you're very active there. I am. Maybe too much. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy is I actually started the Instagram account, like, I had talked about the breakup and everything, but I started the Instagram account, like, a week before me and my Irish ex had broken up, so it was almost like, and the breakup was very spontaneous. I had not, not I did not know it was going to happen, so I had that little account there for me waiting it was like it was meant to be, but yeah, I started, I guess I just started it because I had my iPad and I was doing little drawings and I was like, I want somewhere to upload this, but it, it turned out to be that I really, really needed it bad the following few weeks. And it was because I, sadly enough, it was like a way for me to communicate to him because he was still following the account of me like posting art and I don't know, but then it turned out to be like a few months on the line, it wasn't about him anymore and he wasn't following it and it was like, whoa, like this is actually something that I can take and use to be productive instead of just loitering in my sadness and like trying to reach out to this person that's so far away, Yeah, literally and figuratively. Right, right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Grayson, as she shares how others influence us and how a simple conversation can help us come up with ideas or a thought that often will lead us to self-reflection. Are you utilizing your email list? 
Do you know that with the right message, you can convert sales and grow your business with an effective email messaging system? If you would like to know how to grow your business and build a deeper connection with your clients, please go to girlbosscopywriter.com to set up a free 30-minute consultation and find out how Girl Boss Copywriter can help you enhance your business. The goal for any business is to grow and reach a new level. Get there faster by being an authority in your industry with a video docu-series. Using video, you can showcase you, your business, your staff, products, services, and your why. Building relationships is key, and a high-quality video can give existing and potential clients a way to get to know you. It also allows you to build a connection that results in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, contact girlbossproductions.com today. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Grayson and how emotions play a strong role in creativity and art. That's awesome. And in a recent post, yeah. you talked about going to Ireland, the heartbreak, and and how your Instagram account helped you to keep afloat through that turbulent time. And you, you mm -hmm. talk about that sharing your mm -hmm. art reframed your confidence and trust in yourself. Will you share some of that journey mm -hmm. from Ireland to the heartbreak and, and how has art brought you back to a stronger version of you? That's a really good question. Um, so I guess when you're sharing and when you're posting art, even just making art for yourself that doesn't get shared it is a like battle against inside in here it's a battle against your own mind but i think me having to overcome public perception and people's views of how i'm acting on social media what i'm posting what i'm painting allows me to be just trust in myself and kind of like remove the the cringy label or like you know what I mean? Like sometimes you feel, you get too much in your head about what other people are thinking. And I feel like throughout the journey of me on this account, it's like shown itself in other areas of my life that don't even have to do with social media, but it's just trusting that I really shouldn't care what anyone thinks. And I feel like that's what this, running this account and showing my art has really done for me as a person is like full confidence because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks and you can post and do whatever you want on your own page, you know? Yeah. So that wasn't really answering the question about the heart. <laughs> no, it, it all ties in together though, because I think you're right. A lot of people, you know, I use the example of someone at a dance and they're standing against the wall and they want to go out on the dance floor because it looks like fun, but they're scared about what people will say about them. And the reality is, Nobody cares. Nobody's thinking about how good or bad of a dancer you are. And if you are a bad dancer mm -hmm. and they're standing on the sidelines and one, if they're judging you, that's on them. And two, what they're probably thinking is either something that's stressing them out or, wow, look at that person. I wish I could be that free to go and just have a good time. Because we, we don't know what people yeah. are thinking. And I love that you kind of found with art and by posting it, mm -hmm. that your your own breakthrough. Yeah, no, definitely. And also, like, I need to mention this. In the beginning, 
when I was posting, when I was painting even, like the whole creative process was all under the influence of alcohol. Like I did not feel comfortable doing it sober, not even painting, I didn't think I, I could paint anything worthwhile. So that also, I think coming to the understanding that I was only active on there when I like had something to drink and I was like, okay, now I can be myself, be more playful, not care. And also just the painting process itself for me, and then when I started to realize, like, what? What am I? Why do I need to feel like that? Why do I need to have a beer before I can post? Or why do I need to have a beer before I can paint? Whatever it might be. That has also, like, been an immense help in just my overall, like, well-being. And I think it took me to be on social media to realize, like, that, I don't know, it's, it's hard to put... Cause like social media is its own world and then my art is its own world and they like come together to create this thing that's been really helpful in my life um so i don't know the two worlds meeting is a really interesting idea yeah so when when you realize like i'm getting okay. i'm getting intoxicated in order to post like what what did you say to yourself did you see like a habit a bad habit forming yeah, I think one time I was yeah, posting, I, I think I like didn't remember what I posted when I woke up the next day and I was like, all right, that's not, that's not okay behavior <laughs> and I don't need to be doing that. So I think that's when I kind of shut it down and I was like, let's try painting in the morning when you were fresh out of bed, when the sun's out. Um, I think also my... Like, dad growing up, he would drink to paint late at night because he wasn't, he's still an artist, but I think that also played a big part in my creative process and like how I viewed my creativity was is late at night, it's having a few drinks, and then also then, then the guard would come down and that's when I would post on social media. So those three things working together, I needed to remove that changed the time of day, changed what changed my behavior, and then the art I feel like started to shift, and my feelings towards it started to shift like drastically. That's amazing, and I'm really proud of you for recognizing like a habit was being formed. This is not how I want yeah. to live my life, and like a lot of people don't That's see true. that, or they think you know, like you said, it's the artist thing. Like Anne Lamont, um, an author, she talks about. Mm -hmm her drafts having wine stains on them because she was so intoxicated mm -hmm. writing mm -hmm. and she realized it was an issue at least i read an article where she stated she realized it was an issue and she was doing a workshop and people wanted to see the pages that she had written on and when she was handing them out she's like there's wine stains on this mm. this is a problem yeah so yeah no thanks for pointing that out I haven't really, like, I wrote about it once, but I think, yeah, looking back and talk and, like, when you verbalize things, it just becomes more real, like, even just talking to you now, it's like, that is actually so good that I don't feel like I have to drink to, to think of good ideas and to be creative and to go on a public platform and, you know, be myself, like, I'm really happy that I don't have to, to drink anymore, and I, I prefer not to. Yeah. And the fact that you're willing to talk about it speaks volumes of not just yourself and your maturity, but it's, it helps other people 
who are able to recognize those habits within themselves when they go home after maybe they they've read your post when you speak about it or you've talked to, overheard a conversation mm -hmm. whatever the situation may be when they mm -hmm. separate themselves from you and then they can start thinking oh she caught herself doing that now i'm doing that and you just by your vulnerability and being honest that's helping people mm -hmm. and you probably don't even realize it no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. Of course. Because this probably wasn't my original idea anyway, you know. We're always picking up things from other people and and it's sparking the interest in our own lives that we are taking. And mm -hmm. You're right. It probably is helpful for somebody. Yeah. And that's why we got to talk about those hard, those hard conversations. Because mm -hmm. so often we don't, and then we go home, and then people are struggling with that conversation with their internal voices, when they can hear yeah. someone like yourself, they can reflect and be like, she did it, she recognized it, mm -hmm. she stepped away, I'm going to dump this bottle out. Yeah. And you never really know what anyone's going through, you know? Never. Until someone says it, or someone's inquisitive about it, but you really don't. So it's nice to hear people be honest and open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need more of that. And you're right. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We can think and mm -hmm. we can create the story in our head and create a narrative of how we mm -hmm. project and seem, oh, this is what's going on. When behind that closed yeah. door is the truth, which is very honest and sometimes dark and sometimes hard. Mm -hmm. That's true. My cat just jumped up here. Hey, kitty. How are we having a parents? What's your kitty's name? His name's Gumbo. Hi, Gumbo. You'll be turning two very soon. He's still. You're he's still both having young. birthdays soon. Right? Happy birthday to you both. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. He's beautiful. Well, I'm glad he came Thank for you. a visit. Yes. So, do you by. think, with all that said, do you think art is possible without heartache? Yeah. I don't know because it was such a I can't I can't speak for anyone else but myself and like feel like for me it was so helpful in starting the engine, like it was the catalyst that I needed to start creating, but I don't necessarily think it's vital or like it's it's a necessary element to creating art. But in my journey, it was. I don't think that if, say if I was still dating that guy, I don't think Gerbart would be a thing. I don't really think I would have stepped into this world at all because I don't, I was truly focused on the relationship too much. But I don't know. That's a really good <laughs> question. And I would like to hear other people talk on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I think it when you think about the songwriters that are out there and when you go to museums and exhibits and you get to speak to the artist and I hear it in the media, like when an artist goes through a breakup, the response of mm -hmm. journalists tend to be, Oh, that was a rough breakup. There's going to be a really good album coming out. Cause it seems like mm. that pain gets poured right? into art. Yeah. Sadness in general, maybe not even a breakup, but, something some sort of crisis happening it because people need an outlet to get something out but yeah you're right like people do get excited 
sadly, when an artist has a breakup. But if you like, I've noticed when I did, like when I was hurting in that breakup for, I don't know, two years, but every single song is about love or about heartbreak (laughs) or like, and I was like, come on, like, can we not, can we have any content that's not about (laughs) love? I needed to take a break from it, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's so much art focused on it and centered on it because it's like, hang on, sorry. No, you're okay. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, forgot what I was saying. No, it's okay. <laughs> You're all right. Um, <laughs> do, do you think there's something about bringing life experience to creativity? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, I was just listening to a podcast about like, how do you be more creative and like, what even is creativity? Cause it's so intangible, but I feel like absolutely whatever the person's story and their timeline and their experiences 100% develops into whatever their creativity means to them. I'd love to write a project on that. (laughs) You should. That would be awesome. And then add some of your artwork to go with it. (laughs) Yeah. And like how do the two shape and form each other and inform each other of I don't know, it's so hard because creativity and just like when I have an idea, if I don't immediately act on it, it can dissipate and like fly away and I'll never find it again. So it's just such an interesting, creativity is such an interesting thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've oh, been I around writers it. who touch on what you just said and they have been in a room with them where the discussion was the universe sends you ideas. And if you don't act upon the idea that the universe sends you, it's going to give it to someone else because it's finding that right fit to Mm, write, create, paint, you know? So yeah, I love getting into those conversations because like when that, like what you just said, I'm like, oh, I've had those conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's a shared experience. Wait, I really like what you said about universe drops it and like you have it kind of is like a gift you can accept or maybe you're not ready to yet and then Mm -hmm. wake up the next morning with a new idea that's that they dropped in your lap yeah (laughs) kitty claws (laughs) he's biting oh no that's not friendly behavior (laughs) he's like i want to be in the podcast you're welcome to join us. Absolutely. <laughs> Kitties are always welcome. All animals are welcome. <laughs> Even humans. Exactly. Absolutely. Your pieces are so vibrant with color and expression. Mm. Like, what is the inspiration be- behind this vibrancy in your work? That is a. I, I get asked this a lot at markets or like at little shows and stuff and I I think a lot of it has to do with and everyone wants to know if I've taken not everyone wants to know all these not all, like a it's a big crowd of people are like do you take classes <laughs> in color theory? I've never done that, but I don't I really don't know, but I think a lot of it has to do with I still have a, like a strong imagination and sort of like a childlike mind I feel like or I can easily tap into like eight-year-old Grayson and I've I've always considered that a strength so I feel like 
a lot of it has to do with just the way that I can look at things certain and I don't know I still I have such a strong attachment to my eight-year-old self that was truly believed in Terabithia and like still to this day like I still believe in fairies and all this and I or at least I really want to and I don't want it to that spirit to die away so I feel like a lot of it has to do with just nostalgia and childhood connection for me I love that I also believe in fairies and unicorns and I believe that they are out in the woods and they prance in in fields of flowers with lightning bugs that's that's just fact that is no I I'm with you on that we'll have to go find them sometime yes I I think it's up to us to you know create our realities they always say that like whatever you speak is your existence and like mm-hmm. i want my existence to be fairies and i want to live in pixie land so i'm going to talk absolutely. about it <laughs> yes absolutely 100 yeah. percent. now some of your pieces have what i feel like this picasso vibe to them do you draw from mm-hmm. him or other artists for inspiration I wouldn't say I draw from him, and I've heard that before. Um, I have a few favorite artists on Instagram. They're kind of just small female artists that do, some of them do portraits and faces and they play with color. So I feel like I have drawn um, some inspiration from them, but to be honest, I don't, I don't know where, I think, you know, we're always sharing everything and nothing's ever super original. So Picasso probably found his way in somehow. <laughs> or <laughs> the spirit. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm st- I still don't know. Like, I don't quite know what's fully um, inspired of my pieces. But I think I'll know one day. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, I think for an artist that's okay too. True. Yeah, don't not everything has an answer. But that's a good part, I feel like. Right. You know. Mhm. Now on your Instagram and your website, you you have these pictures of you painting and creating outdoors. Is there something special for you about mm-hmm. painting outside? I usually, you know, it's funny, I actually just go outside to take photos of the art. Only sometimes when the weather's right, I will, or like when I'm like have the energy to haul everything out in my car, because I live in downtown, so I can't really do anything. But it's a small downtown, so it's only two minutes on the road to the Greenfield Lake, but I don't know. Mainly to take photos, but usually if I am painting, it's in my little spare bedroom right over there. (laughs) <laughs> but I like awesome. to go outside in the sun because it gets good photos because the sun yeah. hits the canvas just right and, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah natural light is beautiful for photography now I yes. want to kind of visit your website and go into some of the pieces that you have posted there your piece yeah. Her December has this mm. contemplative connotation like, is there a story behind that particular piece that's actually, well, it was off my, a selfie that I just took. I was like, all right, I need to paint a face. So I just grabbed my phone and was like, 
looked out the window, kind of contemplative, that's a good adjective. And But then I didn't want to make it me, so I needed to change it while I was tr painting it on, but... I, yeah, I generally don't do really happy faces or uplifted emotion, and I think that I, I tend to fall into the more contemplative, serious, or sad, because I don't know why, but I find it, I just, it feels better to me. So, majority of the faces and things that I am doing are more melancholic. I think when you do that, at least the experience I've had looking at your work, because it is, like you said, melancholic, I think it gives the viewer the opportunity to think and sit and just maybe get lost in their own thoughts or think about that, mm -hmm. that figure of their story. And I think when you do that, you, you open up a, a, like a creative element for someone who's going to see your work. Mm -hmm. And I also, I am more aligned and like, I feel like more drawn towards art that's sad as well. Both like musically and like on canvas. Like when I go see art, I, I tend to stop a little bit longer at the ones that maybe aren't so happy and joyful right off the bat. Because they do make you think more and you want to know like why. Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah. yeah, not not saying that more happy or bright doesn't make you think as much, but yeah, I do, I, I, I prefer the art that does make you think or maybe kind of feel a certain way, even if you feel sad, I think that's maybe the point. Because mm -hmm. it's given you a space to express and feel an emotion, and like you said, you stop. When you stop, you're being drawn in. Mm-hmm, that's I very true. That. And I feel like I'm more, like, when I do feel very creative, it's also when I'm, weird to say, but, I, like, I'm in a bad mood or I'm sad. Like, when I'm super happy, I don't necessarily feel the need to go paint or that I have ideas to put down. It's usually when I'm sad or, like, feeling contemplative myself. So they, they kind of go hand in hand about where I'm at and then what's going to, you know, perspire on the page. So that's an interesting, though, um, I never really thought about her as contemplative until you said that, but she definitely is. Yeah. And it sounds like, in a way, when you are in those, those uh, the emotions of being sad and, and it, it's like painting, it sounds like painting your therapy. Yeah, definitely. I still go to therapy, you know, once a month, but painting is my... I can do it on the drop of a dime, just run over there and pick up the brush. Right. And I always, I always feel better. Like I accomplished something and I did something with that mood, you know? Mm-hmm. I love That's that. A good point. And your, your piece, Orange Sherbert in the Pink Couch, it has this very vibrant, mm -hmm. very playful vibe. Like I mm -hmm. was, I stared at it for quite some time. Like what's the, the story there? The vibe with that painting, there's two others that kind of fall into that uh, collection, and I call them like my highlighter collection, but that's just 2000s girly nostalgia. Like when I look at those paintings, I just see 2005 lip gloss, smuckers, chapstick, 
I think in one of on one of the website pages I kind of run down a list of 2000s childhood nostalgia um bubba hubba bubba gum like I just wanted to pull <laughs> out all of those sparkly really vivid like Libby Lou I don't know if if you know what that is but it was this really cool place in the mall where you could go and like come out looking like a brat stall <laughs> but that yeah it's just like a really happy place for me and my when I think about the color of my childhood in terms of like being an early 2000s kid and whatnot it's like hot pink hot pink is the color so that really came alive in those pieces and there I haven't really done anything that pink they're the, they're they exist as their own thing like nothing everything else is really blue and green and those things are just like this little portion that I did this past summer where I was like feeling nostalgic I love it it's very fun it definitely has that that experience that you just expressed like you when you were talking about it, I was like transported it was amazing like <laughs> I love it <laughs> I love it too and your piece, Swimming in Dusk, that feels very mm -hmm. empowering. Like, what? tell mm -hmm. us about that piece. I love that you said empowering. I've heard, like, it looks very 80s, looks very retro. It is an empowering piece. I mean, both of them have very strong statures and poses. But yeah, I think painting nude women and being a woman myself it is just like an empowering thing and I don't know women are just divine creatures and for the longest time men have the most um one of some of the most expensive and popularized pieces are of naked women but they've only ever been painted by men like at least like the top 50 whoever's ranking them but women painting women and women painting nude women rarely you know female artists just don't make as much money and they don't get as much notoriety but I think like taking the power back and being like there's a hashtag woman painting women and I just love that and yeah I think that is empowering being able to paint your own self and a lot of people have questions and a lot of people like want to know my sexuality because of that I because I paint naked women it's really interesting to me, like, uh, especially older generations, they, I don't know, they can't really wrap their head around it. They're like, that's totally only for men. <laughs> wow. Really? Right? Yeah. I've gotten a lot of, a lot of people questioning and, like, sending my mom questions like, hey, is Grayson okay? Or, and I'm like, I'm more than okay, baby. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I had no idea. I do. I feel that piece was so empowering when I saw it. I just had this emotion of like, girls can do anything. And yes. it just really, really spoke to me. And I love it. Please oh, do more. <laughs> yes. I can, I'll have to ship you a print of it. I have prints of that. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So you just answered one of my questions about the, your pieces being in a set because my yellow velvet dream has the same mm. playfulness as orange sherbet and the pink couch. Yes. So you did do those as intentional as a set. Is that 
kind of yeah. a thing or did they just kind of like or did you or are you painting and you're like oh this could use a friend like <laughs> how did you come along making a set of that that's a, that's a good way of putting it I was painting and I was like this could use a friend I'm enjoying like the way that I was feeling painting the sherbet was the first one and I was like yeah they, I can let's roll with it for a little bit longer the other one is the called the glitter room and I actually don't have that one on my website but um I think yeah I was like they need friends these are too vibrant to be alone you know yeah I love it that's amazing now your piece where birds fly like to me this piece was very moving it feels very layered in story and on your website you have the quote by J.M. Barry the reasons birds can fly and we can't is simply that they have perfect faith for to have faith is to have wings and then you continued mm -hmm. on with saying as I was painting I felt more buoyant and rosy than I typically do there's something mm -hmm. about this project that really entices me and unlike other paintings where I feel like I know and understand the story I am still figuring it out I'm not mm -hmm. entirely sure of what it what it wants to be I'm not sure of what the story is I don't think that's for me to know but the wonderful for the wonderful person who commissioned this for me to paint she found the story with meaning and personality i just love this so much it's it's almost like a metaphor for life like we're enticed by something but we always don't know the story um mm -hmm. does this piece and the experience painting it have any kind of special meaning for you yeah i i still don't know what that piece means you yeah. know but i think like that and thank you for reading that off you reminded me of what i wanted to say about it but yeah the when i went and delivered that commission to the woman in charlotte who commissioned me she had like a very visceral reaction to it as she had moved from colorado to north carolina and there's mountain ranges or in the back and like the bird flying over and it like she just started crying and I had never experienced a reaction like that especially because commissions are such a personal exchange and I don't really ask much I just want maybe a few colors or like in the vibe because I, I want to you know have kind of ownership over the commission but she really had no idea what I was planning on doing that there was going to be a bird or mountains or like a girl and she fully saw herself in it and I don't think like I knew till that moment like even what the painting meant and leaving her house I was like that's all like that's all she wrote like it's fine she needed like she found the meaning in it and I did it I was just kind of like the little messenger it was really special like I, I still don't have a or anything that's like amounted to that feeling that I felt in her house when it comes to art. But I think it's it's fully her, her meeting. And I was just there to paint it. And like she was sending waves or something to me while I was doing it. Because yeah. I really was so happy like while I was painting that. Usually I'm not. It was a really special experience. I love that. It was like the universe was using you as a vessel. Yeah. Definitely. That's pretty powerful. 
I love that yeah. you have that. And maybe it's because you, you grew up so much in nature, but you're very in tune with like messages the universe is trying to send you. And I think that's a very special thing that creatives want mm -hmm. to have, but I don't think everybody has that connection the way that you do. Wow, thank you. I still don't even know if I believe that myself. <laughs> I feel like you, I really trust my gut feeling and I've always been the, per like I just have that strong, I'm, and I've figured we all do, but I really appreciate you saying that. I feel tapped in and I feel like I listen or I try to be cognizant and aware of what's going on and maybe painting helps me tap in because I feel like everyone has their thing and and like where the universe can speak to them the most and maybe mine is painting and that's where my magical power. Yeah. I don't want to say it like that because that makes me sound like I'm this crazy famous <laughs> artist when I'm not really. So I'm tiny and still learning but I think art is definitely a place where I can listen and trust my gut and like be more confident. Yeah. I think it's important to always be learning. And I, I agree. I think we all do have that opportunity to be open to hear whether you call it the universe, source, God, a higher power. I think mm -hmm. it's there, but often we don't slow down enough to have that connection, to hear the voice, to hear the things being spoken to us. Mm hmm to be active listeners yeah I don't sometimes I don't even have the energy to be an active listener to other humans so you know it's right how are you gonna listen to the universe talk to you I think it's just a constant you constantly try to be reminded that there's always something else going on mm-hmm right, <laughs> that's right Dumbo <laughs> You're, yes which is what we all should be able to slow down enough to have and and we yes. should all have a a gumbo in our lives to make things better good. <laughs> even you just verbalizing it and like us talking about it is like being aware that we have the power and i think a lot of people would be like this is all like you know make believe and stuff but i think talking about it and like making it feel more real it is it will become your reality and you f and you'll feel more um in charge you know of where you are because you can listen and take things and take the opportunities that the universe gives you yeah absolutely I love that you mentioned that <coughs> excuse me and i think some people i think some people do say like oh that's woo woo but if you talk to someone who's spiritual, whether it is with God, their own spiritual mm -hmm. practice, a connection with the universe, like however they want to label it that fits for them, mm -hmm. they will, they would agree. Like there's definitely something, there is a power, there's an energy that it, it helps. I think it's there to help us and guide us and, and call it woo-woo. That's fine. Like, if that's what helps you right? get through the day by calling it woo-woo, it's still there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I fully, I fully believe in that. Mm -hmm. Plus, it doesn't hurt anybody to, you know, believe in fairies or believe in the universe. Like, whatever. We're only here for a short amount of time. Just yeah. do whatever you want and mm -hmm. live however you want as long as it's not hurting anybody there's really nothing to be said you know absolutely and when you're when you're 
authentic to you and if that's what's authentic to you then you can remove some of the the darkness that might reside and say this is how I am this is how I am true to me and if it makes you happy who cares right this is getting back to what we the first thing we talked about was like even this like we can can still be so judgmental of like the way that we want to live and think and then you bring in social media into that and that can just compound it and make it yeah so because you're constantly comparing so yeah i think being cognizant of just like this is your life you get to live it however you want and you get to listen and take from the universe however you please but i think it's better to take and to listen than to kind of disregard it you know absolutely and comparison is the thief of joy wow i've heard i just recently heard that it is the thief of joy yeah I like that quote. I'm going to use that. Please do. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Your pieces, we've talked about how they're very bright and bold, but they traditionally to be a large format. Like, what is is the draw to you to have those larger pieces? Hmm. Larger is easier for me. The smaller the page, it doesn't feel right. It's simply put, I just really, I enjoy it more when it's bigger. I would like to even have bigger, but my car doesn't hold <laughs> that big of canvases and getting them shipped is a whole story. I need, you know what I really need to do? I need to start creating, like, making my own canvases. Yeah. But once I have uh, the means to do that, maybe a bigger space, there will be bigger ones. So, be ready. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Now, your art and business just turned three years old. How does that feel for you? Mm -hmm. It feels crazy. Recently, I've been talking a lot about, even to my students, like how fast time is moving. But then looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been three years. And it's also been like three years since I was in the really broken down, sad, Grayson mode. So just the growth and like everything I've learned and all the connections I've made it feels like three years makes a lot of sense even though it feels like it's gone by so fast but there yeah I think reflecting back on it has been really nice and I'm just thinking about like when I was first getting into this and I was like painting people's dogs and you know I really had no authority over what I wanted I was so confused but I just like wanted to make a bit of money um slash just trying out something new but yeah looking at it now and how much I've learned and time you just I guess time is so necessary especially when you're getting into a new field and a new little area of life so yeah happy birthday Gerbar yay (laughs) that's really exciting (laughs) And what are your goals for you and your art for this coming year? Mm. I'd love to have some more gallery shows. And, yeah, I I haven't written them down. That's what I've been (coughs) trying to do. Write them down. It'll start to make more sense. But this past year, I wrote down uh, to have my first gallery for 2022. And I did that. 
which was awesome. And I also started my website this past year, did my first market, um, which I had a few of those, maybe 10 or so. Did first merch drop. Like I had all these little firsts that I, that I did because I wrote them down. So thank you for reminding me. I need to write my <laughs> goals down. It, it makes them more achievable for sure. It absolutely does. Writing it down, having a vision board, it makes a yes. big difference. Yeah. Now, if there's someone out there and they want to paint, they want to draw, they want to write, maybe they're feeling stuck. Like, what kind of advice would you have to share with them? Mm. I always tap in, like I said, to my childhood. And maybe some people don't want to do that, but... I feel like in a lot of ways, trying to get back into like childhood feelings and ways of looking at the world is very helpful. And even just like having, if you're feeling moody, like, I don't know, sometimes I like to think of myself as just like a little moody eight-year-old girl still. Like nothing, I think taking it a little less serious is helpful in getting started. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, youth and being around, even my students are only like 18, so they're not super young, but they're younger than younger than me, so being around them and I don't know, I think surrounding yourself with like vibrant, youthful people that have weird minds is helpful. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, it really is. It makes a big, big difference when you have, when you have that energy. And if there's yeah. someone out there, let's say they're creating art very quietly, let's say they're feeling really insecure mm -hmm. about sharing their art, clearly sharing art for you has been a transformation. So what would you yeah. say to someone who is feeling insecure or hesitant mm -hmm. to share their creativity? You just gotta stop giving a fuck. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. To put it simply, you really do. You, you, you just have to own it and be confident in whatever you are and whatever you do. I think it just took so much, like, just stop wasting the space for caring about what people think and start using it for something productive. You know, I think you, you just need to, you need to be constantly told just to stop giving fucks in so many aspects, and social media is one of them. And you're yeah. not cringe, like. Removing all of this, the weird stigma, especially with my generation, like people can be so weird about like you starting something and kind of being a different person than what people are used to perceiving you as. You just got to take ownership over whoever you want to be and run with it. Chances are it's going to work out and it'll be fun and it'll be a new thing and you can, it'll always be there. It'll be this like little, like, I'm so happy I have this Instagram account because it's like a little timeline box that I can go back and look and like it's like a scrapbook and it feels it feels good to be able to jump back into like a moment it's like a little time capsule for me that's amazing <clears throat> I love that and you're right you have to stop caring about what other people think you gotta stop thinking about what the negative voices are saying and just go do the damn mm -hmm. thing right and no one, no one has enough energy to, to care beyond themselves. That's what I always try to, because if I'm over here like, 
I really I'm not judging I'm not caring about what anyone does on social media I'm too worried about myself do I really think there's other people that have enough energy to like be out here caring you know mm-hmm. it's all it's a facade so just do whatever you want exactly <laughs> now if someone wants to check out your work whether Instagram your website maybe commission a piece how can they find you well, we have gerbart.com. You can contact me through there. There's a little inbox on inboxed um, forum. You can send on the contact page. But I think the best way is via Instagram, which is at gerb.art. DM me. I'm always answering DMs. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to go. Best, best place to go. But yeah, if you're in Wilmington or you're a North Carolina native, I feel like I'm hopefully soon enough we'll get into a bigger gallery space and you'll be able to come see works in person. And I was actually, my sister lives in Nashville and she knows a few people that would be down to do like a little house parties, uh, not house party, sorry, <laughs> house gallery <laughs> where, you know, you just throw up all the stuff and everyone can come in and buy and just have like an art soiree so hopefully that can happen but yeah my goal would be for you to see me you know or find me in a gallery but if you can't instagram is the way to go (laughs) nice i love it and i have a feeling being found in a gallery for you is not that far off yeah hopefully i had a little one um it wasn't really a public gallery it was kind of an old warehouse, but still it was awesome. And I needed that as my first gallery. I'm just so lucky for Kristen, the one who got me in there. But I'm looking forward to having a more of a public where people can kind of walk in as they please and come check it out. So, but yeah. thank you for saying that. I let's manifest that. That's right. <laughs> Declare it. Speak it into existence. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, I know you're super busy and I'm so grateful for your time and thank you so, so much for being generous with your vulnerability and and your art and I can't wait to see where it goes for you. Thank you, Lucretia. This has been really, this is my first time ever doing something like this or talking with someone. Like I've never, I've never been around someone who's been so inquisitive and like curious and this is a really special opportunity that I will never forget or take for granted so I'm really thankful wow thank you that means so much yes you do a really good job of interviewing as well the questions are are awesome so this has been thank you that means so much to me I appreciate that (laughs) I just know big things are ahead for you and I can't wait to watch where where you go thank you so much I really appreciate it we'll have to do this again sometime yeah, absolutely. You got to follow up and see where your journey yeah. has been taking you with your art and absolutely. and absolutely. and your kitty needs to come back to make another appearance. Yes, I love that. We have to check back in at some point. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate you and your, your oh. talent and your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it with artist Grayson Toll. Next week, we talk with Dan Blevins. You may know him as Zombie Dan on TikTok. And he's making changes in lives in ways he never imagined. You know, the whole standing at a wedding thing, 
really is attention grabbing in the headlines and, and media and stuff like that. So that's what they tend to focus on. But people are connecting for all sorts of reasons. Um, a lot of times just virtually, a lot of people looking for support are just happy to have someone to call or FaceTime or text um, because they're truly alone in the world. So um, having a safe space where they can reach out to someone just um, is something I never imagined. I didn't even realize how how this would evolve and how it would change on its own to be what this community Hey, thanks for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode was researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And remember to be kind to yourself. When you're kind to you, it is easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.